Welcome to the Perfectly Integrated Podcast, hosted by Matt Ackerman, where we show the power of teamwork in wealth management. Now, on to the show. Innovation. In the financial services industry, this is a topic that's often attempted, but rarely achieved. You know, we're in an industry where, what's, what's that they say? Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Too many choose kind of the safe route rather than that road less traveled that leads to really great innovation. But now my next guest. My first encounter with my next guest, he told me to go crazy when I was working to explain data aggregation. And most folks probably would have nixed things when I pulled up with a taco truck to explain how data aggregation is like building the perfect taco. But not Mark Butler. Mark Butler is now the president and chief operating officer at Skyance, has always built a career about being a real true innovator. And he's doing some amazing things at Skyance, and I really can't wait to hear more. So without further ado, Welcome, Mark Butler. Mark, welcome to Perfectly Integrated. Matt, thank you for having me today. This is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a couple of years and yeah. uh, look forward to our conversation. I can't wait. I mean, I've always been really engaged with all the things you're working on, and I couldn't wait for this opportunity. Jumped at it to, to chat together. Mark, I love to start big. To you, what is the secret to great innovation? couple things I'd share with you on innovation and someone I worked with once talked about innovation in terms of big I and little I. And innovation comes in a lot of different forms. And for me, it simply means, can we solve an unmet need of a user? And sometimes that means it's something big. And most people think about innovation as it's a big thing. We got to do something big to be innovative. But there's a lot of innovations that happen on a very small scale. And there's lots of people who participate in the innovation process every day in their normal jobs, just by finding things that they could do differently to solve for unmet needs. In wealth management, specifically, I think one of the things that great innovators have done over the years is they have a great understanding of the user. And whether the user is an investor, an advisor, somebody that works in operations or in compliance or as an executive, they're in touch with those users and literally in touch in terms of they know them, they know who um, they are, they can go visit them, they can see them using different solutions. Back to meeting unmet needs. That's how I think about innovation. And, you know, it doesn't have to be some big, scary, audacious thing. It can, it can be small. It can be a little eye thing as well. Something I've always been really impressed by in all of our interactions, Mark, and I'm thinking about that small eye, little eye, you've never had to be the big eye in the room. You've seen that power of the team around you to find out where the little innovations are to lead to that team big innovation. The power of teamwork is always something that's impressed me. You don't know where the innovation is going to come from when it comes to the great team that you've assembled now there at Skyens. The people that you surround yourself they are the key to making it all happen. And you can look at great leaders in politics and other industries over the course of time. And the best leaders have surrounded themselves with the right people at the right time in the right situation. And the team has made things successful. It's rarely one person. And you can point to 
in the example of innovation, you could point to great innovators, people we think of as being great innovators, even people like Steve Jobs. They had a great team around them. He might have had a lot of great thoughts and beliefs, but there was an army of people around him that were able to execute on his vision. He could not have done it by himself. Once you learn as a leader that that's what it takes and how do you get the right people and bring them together and get them to work as a team, that's when you start to have real success. So a lot of financial advisors now when it comes to innovation are are really thinking about ways to automate, automate some of their business functionality, automate some of their fintech. Automation is kind of this silver bullet advisors are anxious to achieve. You have so much experience with fintech and financial services. What are some of the things you're surprised aren't better automated right now? There's, There's no shortage on my holiday wealth management list of of things I'd like to see in the industry and something we've been talking a lot about over the last pretty much all of this year is advisor transitions. You think about an advisor moving from one custodian to another or moving from one broker dealer to another and that's a it's a big event for the advisor it's an even bigger event event for the investor. And traditionally, these events have been highly manual, a blizzard of paper, not very automated. That's one area in the industry that we haven't solved with automation for driving a better digital and a better straight through solution. At Skyence, we've been spending a lot of time really over the last year Understanding that better, understanding advisors, understanding the transition process, and then in turn building solutions that can make that easier to do. But there are lots of other things, Matt, as you know, that in wealth management need this sort of efficiency and that advisors are looking for for it to be more efficient. Transition is such an interesting topic because... What is success in transition? I think it's it's not often talked about, but advisors will say to, say to us, you know, hey, if we get over 70 or 80%, that's a good batting average in transition. Well, I, to me, you're saying that that's not good enough. This blizzard of paperwork needs to stop and we've got to make this easier. How How is the tool that you're working on how is it going to help how's it going to help how's it going to make things easier one there's a there's a couple big pieces to it one is how do we get out of the paper and the going back and forth with the paper digital signatures have have helped in a big way but it's a two-sided conversation in a transition right there's the investor and the advisor and the ability for the advisor and the investor to collaborate with one another, whether it's the sharing of information or the signing of documents, that digital interaction will make it a lot more simple. And so if you just think about the way it's been done in the past is I have paperwork I need to send to my client a lot of times in the past that has been mailed to a client they've or it's been sent via email, they have to print it out. They have to sign it. They have to send it back. It could be wrong. You got to send it back to the the investor again. And so this idea that the investor, the advisor can collaborate. And if those interactions where there might be mistakes, if we need to interact, 
we're doing it digitally and it's easier and it's faster. We worked with one firm that it took them on average 45 minutes to do to transition one client. And we showed them through our solution that they could do one client in about five minutes. Wow. That is the sort of back to your innovation question at the beginning. We're solving for an unmet need that advisors don't want to spend 45 minutes transitioning a client. And frankly, clients want it to move a little bit quicker. We looked at that and said, how do we create something that's going to get to the desired outcomes for everyone? It's so interesting because the transition moment is a moment where minutes are so valuable. Time is of the essence. You want to get in front of as many clients as you can. It's it's like that scene in Jerry Maguire where he's trying to get as many clients as he can before they shut the door and the lights are blinking on his phone and they slowly go away as Cuba Gooding Jr. keeps talking. It's that transition moment where you don't have a lot of time here on your hands. And you're saying 45 minutes to five minutes that's a huge difference. You're going to get to talk to a lot more QB Goodings and show them the money if, if, you can, if you can hone that process down a little bit the way you're talking. And it, it really is. You're exactly right. You're, you're short on time. The window is tight to make it happen. And so the technology allows advisors and their teams to scale better than if they were doing it manually. And in some cases, as you know, Advisors in transition have, they've had to hire additional support staff in order to make these transitions happen, in order to collect paperwork from clients. What we've said is, let's, how do we digitize every part of this process? And there still are some pieces that are manual. There are documents in some cases that can't be signed digitally, but that's a rare exception. We think there's a great opportunity for us partnering with the industry to make transitions a much better experience for everyone. Absolutely. It, it is an incredible, incredible innovation that we're talking about here. And, and once you can automate this, then you can spend your time servicing clients. It's, it's just, it's really a smart thing to be thinking about at this time. Mark, you're somebody who always has their finger on the pulse of this industry. Where is this industry heading in 2022 and beyond? What are some of the big trends that you're seeing? There's a couple things that we're that we're looking at and either working on solutions for or thinking about developing solutions for. We still think that firms need a lot of help in terms of the solutions and tools that they're providing to investors. I think about my experience with one of the advisors that I have. There's three different sites that this advisor sends me to to gather information. One of them around financial planning, one of them around performance reporting, and then one of them around sort of core brokerage capabilities. Again, we think that there's a great unmet opportunity. Why can't all of that happen in one place? And related to that is advisors increasingly are managing multiple generations in a client relationship and how they manage those different generations might have to be different. And so how the relationship with the parents are or the parents that might be in retirement, that's different than the relationship with the kids. How do you provide a 
toolkit, if you will, to advisors that allow them to have the digital tools that they can apply in, in that instance to the different generations at work. And so that's something that we're spending time thinking about. We're still thinking a lot about the client onboarding process and how do you make that better? We think about the use of forms, even digital forms. And why do we need so many forms? If you look at the mortgage industry, for instance, I can apply for a mortgage with a bunch of click boxes. It's not a form that I'm necessarily having to digitally sign or sign with a pen. So the idea of click to sign is something that we want to drive the industry more towards. And many of the firms in wealth management would say, well, it's my clearing firm, it's my custodian, it's my broker-dealer. And so we want to engage with the industry to make a big push towards click to sign the forms business, the updating of forms, the signatures, the tracking of them is really a messy business, and it always has been. So that's something that we're thinking a lot about as well. You get back to it, it comes down to what we were talking about earlier. It's time, it's ease of use, the experience your client deals with. They're, they're not comparing you to their other financial professional in terms of that experience. They're, they're looking at their phone and thinking how much easier it was to turn on Netflix or flip on a video. That's what you're fighting against is, is keeping their attention. And I think everything you're talking about makes so much sense. If we can make the, every bit of these processes easier, if we can innovate and, and really dig into every interaction with a client, you know, those are clients for life. There's at the end of the day, that's what your aim is, right? You're trying to find and build relationships that are going to, to live for generations. That's exactly right. We work with one financial advisor, for instance, and he talks about his business in terms of a hundred year plan. And so how does he set it up now so that his kids and their kids can take over this business? But the idea that it is easy across many generations is very important to him. And, you know, I spent a lot of time with him talking about this, and he certainly influenced my thinking. But in wealth management, there's a lot of folks that have been in the business for a long time and they've been used to doing things a certain way. But if you take the time, again, going back to, do you know who your users are? Do you know what the experience is that they're having? If you really understand that, then you can dissect and come up with easier ways to do it. And I think as an industry, there are some firms, especially wealth tech and fintech firms that have done that. But there's many more that need to understand that better because the way that we did things even two or three years ago is not going to be the way forward. It's just not what the industry wants. It's not what the users want. Clients are going to gravitate to solutions that are easier to use. And wealth tech and fintech is things that are constantly being evaluated by their user and saying, is this something I really need or is this something that Perhaps I, I don't need as much as I thought I did. You know, what are some of the fintech tools advisors might be reevaluating as we embark on another new year to decide if this is something they really need? I think advisors are are in general looking at at everything. 
and how can they transform their practice? And obviously, you know, you have practices of different sizes that have different needs as you grow your practice. You know, we talk about growth oriented advisors who are looking to grow their practice or looking to bring on more clients. You know, they're trying to figure out how can I bring on more clients without necessarily having higher lots more staff. And so what are the tools that I need in order to scale myself more effectively? I talked a minute ago about digital solutions for investors. That's a very important piece of it. So if they're dealing with the 30-year-old daughter of one of their clients who may not have a lot of money now, but will in the future, that interaction is going to be different than the interaction with the parent that has a couple million dollars, which might be a little bit more hands-on. How do you how do you scale more effectively for growth-oriented advisors? For existing advisors who are just looking to do a better job, how how do we use some of these technology solutions that our clients are used to in their non-financial lives? But how do we have solutions that we can apply in their financial lives to make it easier for them? I find advisors are evaluating these things constantly and probably more than ever. I mean, the wealth tech space, I said this to someone the other day, 20 years ago, I don't want to say that people didn't care, but they didn't care. Some advisors got it and picked it up right away. But today, these technology solutions are really the difference between how you survive going forward, how effective you are. There are firms that are driving and delivering on great digital experiences and clients are going to gravitate to those experiences, especially those clients comfortable with certain technologies or just used to using technology in their lives. It's... So interesting because, and you said it a couple times, to be more effective and efficient, the advisor, the growth-minded advisor of tomorrow has different expectations. These advisors are getting younger. They're more tech-savvy. They have loftier expectations on all of fintech to help them to automate and to innovate. How has this changed your thinking? How has it changed the way Skyence is, is looking at the future? The way we're looking at things is really across the entire ecosystem of of wealth management. And we're trying to figure out what our role in each of those spaces is. And it could be us building a solution, the advisor transition solution. We thought and think, hey, that's we know something about this and we can enable a much better experience. It's an unmet need. We look at some other things and we say, hey, we want to integrate with the best people out there. There's, for instance, lots of great solutions in financial planning and in investment management. We want to integrate with those folks. There's things that we see that are kind of diamonds in the rough that are solving maybe very niche things in wealth management, but doing it very effectively. And we look at those things, those diamonds in the rough and say, you know, is there an opportunity for either a really strong strategic partnership or is there an opportunity to do an acquisition? 
we're we're trying to enable across again the entire wealth management ecosystem and looking at all of the pieces traditionally we've been strong in a few of them but we're trying to take a wider view of everything that's going on both from a you know an investor's perspective an advisor perspective as well as people in operations compliance and in the home office I know Skyance is celebrating its 20th anniversary in the business. You're assembling an incredible, incredible team there of different thought leaders and people with different perspectives, different innovators. It's really impressive. As you kind of think about the next 20 years, though, what do you think the business is going to look like, both for your firm and for this industry, as we embark on what's ahead? For us, I'll share a couple things. Number one, the the co-founders have done an amazing job. Sanjeev Kumar and Kripashetti started this business 20 years ago this week on $400. There were years that the team was small. The company grew over time. Just It's been an amazing success story. We've had a lot of support just in the last three years from our private equity investors for us we're we're trying to solve back to innovation we're trying to solve the unmet needs in the wealth management space and that's the space that we know very well and we will probably get involved in other financial services verticals but right now wealth management we're very focused on we have a team that has thousands of years of experience in wealth management all different sorts of experiences. And so this team has really come together over the last couple of years. I like to say internally that everyone at Skyance left their ego at the door. And we're just trying to, we're trying to help our clients be successful. And if we do that, we'll be successful. And I go back to what you started with at the beginning, that big eye and that little eye, and you're all comfortable being the little eyes if it leads to the big eye of innovation at Skyence. You're doing really impressive things, and it's always great to chat, Mark. But Mark, my last question on my podcast always comes from my 10-year-old son, CJ. I told him about some of the crazy things that we've gotten a chance to work on together, and he asked, <laughs> and I swear, I swear this is right out of the mouth of a 10-year-old because I'm raising a 60-year-old. He said, if you had a time machine and could talk to your 10-year-old self, what advice would you give him? And what's one thing that's happened in your lifetime that is the hardest thing to explain to you as a 10-year-old? You have me really stumped on on (laughs) this one. And I, I remember being 10 years old. It was a few years ago, but I do remember being 10 years old. And my best advice if I had to go back in the time machine would be to focus on academics and focus on technology because it is continuing to evolve and it is changing just about every part of, of our life. That understanding is is important, but there's never any substitute for academics, learning about history, being curious learning from other people, asking lots of questions. Uh, so those are some things that, that I would recommend. That's good. That's good. What, what is, was there something that, that you'd have a hard time explaining to your 10-year-old self too that's happened in your lifetime? There's there's a lot of things. I mean, some of them not pleasant. When my parents got divorced, for instance, that would have been very hard to 
understand and explain to my 10-year-old self being a parent. I mean, you don't, as you know, when you're young, you have no idea what's involved with being a parent. And it's an amazing experience. But those are some things that as a 10-year-old, you'd have a hard time being able to understand and comprehend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you think you're doing an okay job, but I basically spend all my time as a parent just saying, please, I don't want to screw this kid up. I just want him to be... I just wanted to grow up to be a good person. I, I always, and I, I told him that if there's any advice I can ever give him, it's take chances and be kind. If you can do those two things, everything else finds a way to work itself out. So true. Yeah. Well, I, Mark, it's always so good to get a chance to chat with you. Whatever you embark on ahead, I'm sure it's going to be amazing because you're just a great innovator and you've checked your ego at the door a long time ago. So Mark, thank you so much for being part of this episode of Perfectly Integrated. I appreciate you. Matt, I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate everything you've done for the industry and all the times we've had to spend time with one another. It's been, it's been great. So thanks again for the opportunity today. Absolutely. Looking forward to more ahead. And thank you all for joining us on this latest episode of Perfectly Integrated. Hey, for Integrated Partners, I'm Matt Ackerman. Have a great day. Content in this material is for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Integrated Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial.